Today, I would like to say shalom to all of you. Shalom. Beloved to God, shalom. Can you just wave your hand, shalom? Hello. Hallelujah. Today is the day that the Lord has made for us. Do you agree with me that today Jesus loves us so much? Amen. Uh, we are celebrating Pentecost Sunday. It means in the Jewish calendar, Pentecost is one of the holy day for them. But during that day, the Holy Spirit was pouring out to his disciples in the upper room of Jerusalem. So today I will give the message with the theme of the title of experiencing, experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. To experience means we live in, we experience, we, we, we are there to, to experience the, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts chapter 2, it was recorded at the day of Pentecost when all the disciples gathered together because of the command of Jesus for them to wait for the promise. To wait for the promise of God because Jesus said, I am going to send you what my father has promised. Jesus as a man of, son of man and son of God, before he ascending to heaven, right before that, in Luke chapter 24, 49, it says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Until you have been equipped until you have been empowered with power from on high. This power, what Jesus means is the holy power, the Holy Spirit power. So they are waiting for the promise. The first thing that we need to understand about the Holy Spirit, it is promised from heaven, promise of God. We all say amen. When I was a little kid, my father really loves their children, his children. We are seven siblings, so, so many. Yeah, some of you, maybe you don't have seven siblings, but I got seven, eight. Eight but one, the twin one went with the Lord when he was a little kid, five years old, because of the leukemia, blood cancer in the old days. Hallelujah. Seven siblings. While I was a little kid, my father always make a promise. When he goes outside of the city, I live in the town of Salatiga in the central Java. So he went to Samarang, the capital city of central Java. When he goes back, when he goes back, he always brings something that the kids like very much. For example, pao. Oh, in the big city like Samarang, they have a very wonderful, good power. We all waiting for that, and my father came back, bring the power. If the earthly father can fulfill his promise, our father in heaven 
will be faithful with his promise. Can you say amen? He never, no, he never canceled. He never. He is a faithful God with his promise. I remember at the first day when my father brought me to school in Salatiga, kindergarten, and he said, once the school time finishes, I will be there. I will be there to pick you up. And I at the school, because I know that my brother is in the other room, I feel good. I didn't cry. I want to go to school. I'm a little kid, but I want to study. I want to go to school because I see, I saw my brothers, my siblings also go to school. So we went to school together. But my father will pick me up because I'm the, the, the youngest of the, the siblings who are in school. So my father promised to be there. And I, when I get out from the room, I saw him. I'm so happy because he fulfilled his promise. Jesus said, you have to tarry and wait in the city, Jerusalem, until the promise of my father will be pouring out to equip you, to empower you, or to clothe you. This is the power that has been promised by Jesus. And today we understand Holy Spirit is the promise of God for the believers. Holy Spirit is given to us as promised by the Father. If this is the promise of God, every scripture in the Bible is fulfilled if this is the promise of God because of that. Our Bible in Bahasa Indonesia, very good. Perjanjian lama. Perjanjian means the, the promise. Yeah? Covenant. Yeah? The Old Testament and New Testament, it means there's a covenant between us and God. God and us. Holy Spirit. And also the promise of God to his people. Because Jesus knows without the power of the Holy Spirit, all his disciples cannot stand to face trial, to face temptation, to face the challenge, to face the threat. Because at the beginning of the church, early church, you can see in the book of Acts, there was a big persecution. Because the religious people, the secular people, they cannot accept that people only live, only believe, only trust God who is the Spirit. They want to see their God, their idols in the form of that people can make it. From the clay, they make a statue, they make everything. They can see it, they can worship it, and they can have fear for the, for the uh, things. But Jesus said, the Father is looking, is seeking for a true worshiper who will worship God in spirit and truth. God is spirit. Can you say amen? That's where we have to worship God in spirit and in truth in Jesus Christ. So today, let us understand what God has promised to us is fulfilled. The Holy Spirit is being fulfilled 2,000 years ago. But if you look at the book of Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36 
It is mentioned here clearly. This is the promise of God. To all of us, I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit in you. It means do we have another things in our heart? Oh yes. But Jesus said, I, the Lord said, I will give you a new spirit. I will remove from you your heart of stone. And give you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. The third 27 verses, let us read together. One, two, three. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws, my commandment. Hallelujah. God himself, who will put in us a new spirit, Ezekiel, talking about this and being fulfilled in the time of Jesus after he ascending to heaven and the disciples awaiting the promise in the upper room of Jerusalem, book of Acts chapter 2, mentioning about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the power of God released from heaven to every person. In the Old Testament, only a few people experiencing the power and the anointing Holy Spirit with a certain purpose. Only selected people, not everyone, will receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit with a certain purpose. But the, the Holy Spirit stay in them temporary also for a certain season and purpose. But in the New Testament, after Jesus ascending to heaven, Jesus said, I will ask my Father to send the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to help you, to teach you in all truth, to be with you until the end of the days. The Holy Spirit will be with you. And the Holy Spirit is the powerful God who will dwell in us. We all can say amen. Hallelujah. So waiting for the promise, the disciples receive it. And after that, we can see a life changing of the disciples. Hallelujah. Short video clip about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and also the ascending to heaven and also the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room. Let's watch this video for a while.
you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Hallelujah. Let us stand up together. Can we open our Bible in the book of Acts chapter 2? The book of Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. And we can read verse number 1 until 4. So we will understand the purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit. And you, we all at the, at the church today, we can experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Can we just give a big clap offering to Jesus? Who is the one who baptized us with the Holy Spirit and fire? The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Let's read together. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Number three. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Number four. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We all give thanks to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. They start to speak in tongue. We call it speaking in tongue, where Holy Spirit gave them the new language as a heavenly language. The purpose of the tongues, speaking in heavenly language, is for the prayer. So, speaking in tongue is the language of prayer. Can you say with me, language of prayer? 
When we pray in tongue, when we speak in tongue, it means we don't speak to man, but we speak to God. The first Corinthians chapter 14, verse number two. We speak to God. We speak in this language, the mystery of God. We don't really understand the things we only can touch, we only can see, we can only understand the natural things. But in Christianity, when the people are filled with the Holy Spirit, they can see something supernatural. Can you say amen? Because of that, the book of Joel mentioned in the last days, God will pour out His Holy Spirit to the children, to the youngster, to the maidservants, people who work for other people, for people who work for God, and for the adults and for family and the elderly. They will see vision. They will speak uh, prophetic things. They will saw vision. They will speak in tongue. And it is fulfilled. Joel, Jezekiel, fulfilled in the book of Acts, chapter 2, when 2,000 years ago, all the disciples' obedience with the command of Jesus to stay and wait and tarry in the city of Jerusalem, they all be filled with the Holy Spirit. Can we all say amen? At this experience, they start to speak in tongue. And if you read the rest of the scripture, you will know some of the people downstairs there, they are confused with all the language 120 people is like us, all speaking loudly with the Holy Spirit, and the fire was there. And some of them are really confused because this is called glossolalia. Can you say with me, glossolalia? It means when you speak in tongue, you pray in tongue, you have baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will speak something to bring, to edify yourself. You don't need the translation because it is the power, the Holy Spirit. You pray to God. You talk to God. Your spirit is praying, not your body. Spirit and spirit. And but number two, some of the people who watched this evidence, they said, wow, those people in the upper room are the people of Galileans. The Galileans people in a small town area outside of Jerusalem, far away from Jerusalem. We are in the capital city. We are in the metropolitan Galilee because we came in the capital city of Jerusalem. We came here to celebrate Pentecost. And suddenly, like a mighty rushing wind and the divided tongue of fire filled the room. And all speaking in the new language, heavenly language. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will come with his very presence to bring the power to witness for Jesus. Give a big hand to Jesus. Hallelujah. Give a big hand to Jesus. You are here today because of the work of the Holy Spirit. If not because of the Holy Spirit, because you are convicted. By the Holy Spirit, so you repent it and come give your life to Jesus. And when you give life to Jesus, when you first accept, receive Jesus as a personal Savior, Holy Spirit seal you for your salvation. Holy Spirit guarantee you for the salvation, for your salvation. But after that, when the Holy Spirit, as we receive Jesus, the third thing of the role of the Holy Spirit is teach us in all truth. Can you say with me, all truth? You learn the Bible. You read the Bible. The words 
is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the, the truth. I am the life. In Jesus, you will learn the whole truth. And Jesus will teach us through Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? And number four, the role of the Holy Spirit not only convict us from our sin, not only seal us and guarantee for our salvation, eternal life, but also teaching us in all truth. But number four, the Holy Spirit will give us power to witness for Jesus. This is the time. For us as Christians to go out and not only in the church, in the worship session, but we go and reach our communities, families, and the people out there to preach, to share, because we are will we will witnessing Jesus, the Savior for everyone. Let us give a big hand to Jesus. The people in Jerusalem, they watch, they hear. The loud voice, people speaking in a new language, they don't understand. But some of them said, oh yes, we understand. They glorifying God, they share about the goodness of God, the work of Jesus. In our language, we come from Persia, we come from Mantia, we come from Libya, we come from Arab, we come from many different parts of, of Europe. We can understand, but those people, they are not from the metropolitan Jerusalem. They come from a small town surrounding Galilee. It means this is Sinolalia. When you say in the spirit, when you speak in tongue, but someone can interpret the meaning of that. Paul said, more of me, I am more speaking in tongue, praying in tongue, than with understanding. I am more singing in tongue, in Holy Spirit, more than my understanding. This is what Paul said in the book of Corinthians chapter 1, 14. Chapter 14, it is very clear. He encouraged people in the church to speak in tongues, somebody interpret. But also he said, I also edify myself. I speak in tongue because I know God is there with me. I speak to God, not to man. When we pray together this, this afternoon, I believe the Lord God will bless us and pour out his Holy Spirit. So some of you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you can be a witness for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you really wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Some of us may be, if you are, you have been experienced the first baptism of the Holy Spirit with a sign of speaking a new language, maybe you are full with the Holy Spirit. But through the times experiencing when you go to the marketplace, you go to school, you go to the family, you go to the community, maybe not really full anymore. But today, you need to be filled again. Some of you need to be filled, full with the Holy Spirit. Amen. But some of you, from the first time, you have Holy Spirit to seal you, the salvation, Jesus is in you. But you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. John said, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water as a sign of your repentance. You give your life repentance. But he who will come after me, 
Jesus his name he will baptize you with holy spirit and fire and i believe during the pentecost sunday the holy spirit like a fire tongue of fire divided tongue was there in the head of all the disciples and 120 of them filled with holy spirit the testimony of the old peter he become a new peter the old disciples become a new disciples they have the authority and power in the name of Jesus to heal the sick, to cast out the demons, to help the poor, and to preach the gospel. And from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth, they have go through with the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us give thanks to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated. If I forget to ask you to sit, you all stand until the end of this sermon. Hallelujah. Amen. Who is the Holy Spirit? Maybe this is the question. Holy Spirit is the person of God. The Spirit of God. God the Spirit who would like to dwell in us. If in the New Old Testament, in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit, special occasion came, anoint, dwell temporary. But in the New Testament, when Jesus ascending to heaven, Jesus said, I know that you cannot control yourself. You cannot manage yourself. You need Holy Spirit, comforter, helper, spirit of truth. So Holy Spirit will stay and dwell in your life. So once again, Holy Spirit is God who with his spirit, would like to dwell in us. That's why the book of the Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians, the first Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Let's read together so we may understand what the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you if anyone defiles the temple of God God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy which temple you are can you just lift up your hands how many of you already received Christ Jesus as your savior wave, up, wave your hands can you say with me I am Christian Holy Spirit is with me. And this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Can you touch your... Can you say, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Ba'it roh kudus. Amen? Who is the Holy Spirit? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse number 4, it says, Hear, O Israel... The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Jesus repeated again, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Once again, Paul said to Timothy, his disciple, he said, for there is one God. One mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Can you say with me, God is one. 
The Hebrew word of one means they have two different. The word one, when I study in the Bible school, it says one is echad. Echad in Hebrew means the compound three become one. So here in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Mark, Timothy, it says very clear in the Old Testament especially, here O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is Echad. It is different with one in Hebrew, which means the only one. So the right word is Yahid. It means when you have only one, one thing. If you have only one son and one daughter, this is my only one, the only one daughter. But here, they don't use Yahid, the only one, but the Lord. God is one. God is Echad. You remember at the beginning of the creation, when the Spirit of God moves, you can understand what the Bible says at the beginning of the creation. In the beginning, God created by forming from nothing the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void or a waste and emptiness and darkness was upon the face of the deep ocean that covered the unformed earth. The Spirit of God was moving. And then God, the Spirit, created. He sent His Word and created the days and the night. So we know the creation of six days when God speaks His Word. The Spirit, Spirit of whom? Of God. God and the Spirit of God and the words. And if you look at the book of John, the first chapter of book of John, it is very clear. It says, if you remember that, how the in the beginning was the word in bracket Christ. And the word was with God, was with God, and the word was God himself. So God, the spirit, the word, Jesus is the word. So this is the three in one, one compound, it called Echad. So today we understand the Holy Spirit is God in spirit, God the spirit, he is God. Can we just give a big clapping to Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. If you look at the book of Romans chapter 8, let's open our Bible. Let's see chapter 8 of Romans. It is very clear. It says here, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature. Yeah? In Bahasa Indonesia, hidup dalam daging, karena you are not Controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. As a believer of Jesus Christ, today, 
we can say we are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the spirit. Can you say with me, spirit? If the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. And today I believe all of you has received Christ as your personal Savior, Lord, and the King of your life. You agree with me? Everybody who has Jesus, you already wave your hands at the beginning when I asked you. This is the temple of the Spirit. This is very, very clear. It says here, Spirit. Can you say with me, Spirit? Spirit of God. Spirit of Christ. Christ Jesus. Same. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ. And the Bible tells us 10 verses. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. But yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. In Jesus Christ, we believe that the body will die. This is talking our bios. Our bios will go when we have a certain age, will drop and drop and drop. But the spirit of God, the soil of God, the life of Christ is living in us. The spirit will have eternal life in Jesus Christ. So today, I believe when we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive the Spirit of God, actively the Spirit will control our life and we will have a powerful life. Not only we can see the natural things, but also we can sense, we can see the supernatural things of God. What is the supernatural? When Jesus Christ died in the cross of Calvary, he said, it is finished. It means all your sin and our sin, my sin and your sin are taken away. Can you say amen? All the curse of sickness, of generation, of poverty, and of the darkness is already, already taken by Jesus in his body in the cross of Calvary. And then there is a powerful exchange, spiritual exchange, divine exchange from curse, from sickness, from sin. We experience blessings, healing, forgiveness, power, peace from heaven comes down. And this is the experience of Christian who experienced the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But Jesus said, to be a witness for Jesus. After we received Jesus, Jesus gave a great commission. Go and preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. To all creation. Heal them. Bring the good news. Cast out the demons. Pray for the sick. Helping the poor. 
This is the ministry that Jesus wants us to do, to continue, because He will give us the power, the Holy Spirit for us to be the witness of Jesus. I believe all of us would have to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. There is a first step to experience the power of the Holy Spirit when we are ready to obey, to walk with God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, it says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Can we read this verse together? One, two, three. Paul's, Paul urged all the Galatians Christian, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. The word walk here, it means like the Roman soldier walking and ready with the, with the full weapon and walking not only relax, but march, march. Walking together with the commander. The Bible, Paul tells us, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk. Alert. Be watchful. Walk in the spirit. He is our commander. Jesus said, when he ascending to heaven, he will send the Holy Spirit to guide us. Why some people experience ups and downs, failures in life, in marriage, in business, in communication, in relationship. They have broken things in their life because they walk by themselves. If we don't walk with Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit walk further in front of us and we stay at the back. This is not what Paul said. He wants us to walk together with the commander. Many of us also walk further in front, but the Holy Spirit still at the, at the back of us. We are not a good for runners because we, we go further. We do our will, we do our own. We decide everything without asking, without permission, without the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Some of us, maybe we go too far away. We left the Holy Spirit behind us. Some mix mystics, some experience bad things in their lives, failures. Some people cry out to God, regret. For what he has done. Why? Because they left the Holy Spirit behind so far away. God wants us, as Paul said. We need to walk in the Spirit. Let's give thanks to Jesus. Give a big clap offering to Jesus. This is the first step that we need to take. Be ready to walk with the Spirit. And you will experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And he can empower you. Why? Because we get along together with him. And march together. Be ready in all seasons. God placed the church today. In the spiritual warfare. And the whole world today. Many of you. If you don't really alert with this kind of situation. You will let your children. To cope. To, to adopt many, many beliefs from the world. We were shocked. 
when Asia, the first Asian country, adopt the same-sex marriage, Taiwan. After that, you can see all the young people, all the people who are in the LGBT area, wow, they make a lot of fun and create so many, destroyed many bad things to the next generation, especially the kids. We all struggle fighting something in our inside of us. The analogy is like a black dog and a white dog. The black dog fighting with the white dogs. Once one of them win, he should do. Once the white dog win the fighting, what you will do? Don't give food to the black dog. Let the black dog become hungry and loyal, weak, lemus or that. But you give a good vitamin, you give a good food to the white dog. The white dog will be, will be very strong. And when fighting, the white dog will overcome, become the winner. The same thing in us. God said, I will be with you until the ends of the days of your life. I gave you, I send you the Holy Spirit to comfort, to guide, to teach you in all truth. But when we let the Holy Spirit go further and we stay relaxed at the back, we don't want to get involved in prayer. We don't want to get involved in reading the scripture, memorizing the word. When the things come, we get confused. We don't have something that we can hold on. But the Bible, the truth, Jesus and the, 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 the clear scripture will lead us if we can hold strong. We let the Holy Spirit go further and we stay at the back. We just concentrate on ourselves, our own strength. Some of us, maybe we go very far away. The Holy Spirit still still there. We run by ourselves because we have our ego. This is a fighting inside us. Which one you want to? To give a good nourishment, a good, a good treatment. I choose to give the Holy Spirit in me. I give my spirit to read the Bible, to understand the truth, to worship God, to pray more, to follow Jesus, to minister, to share. To be a witness for Jesus. And my spiritual life is stronger than my own spirit. Can you all say amen? Young people, older people today. We are facing a lot of challenges in life. But how can you survive? How can you overcome the temptation? How can we overcome sin? Except we give the right food for our spirit with spiritual vitamin means the Bible and the presence of Holy Spirit. Give a big hand to Jesus. Pianist, worshiper, boleh ke tempatnya. Hallelujah. Let me share with you at the end of this sermon the story of someone who is very young but God called him and empower him. Oh no, not the worshiper, just the musician. Okay.
except you will accompany me for another one hour. Thank you, Liz. If you want to experience God's power, number one, walk with the Spirit. Number two, be ready for a change. And only radical obedience, radical obedience will bring you for a radical change in your life. Many young people are here, many young family, many also senior people, singles, it doesn't matter. God choose to use you all for the expansion of the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Are you ready to receive the power of the Holy Spirit? Let us see the life of Gideon. In the book of Judges, the situation of the Israelites in the promised land is not always happiness, not, only, not always live in holy, also not healthy. Dikatakan melarat, saudara. Misalnya apa ini melarat? Devastating, hunger, poor, live in oppressed. Who? The enemies. Who are they? They are the Midianites and Amalekites. Amalek and Midian. They attack them during the harvest. They always take and they always oppress them. They always come and steal everything. And the people of Israel become very, very poor for seven years. It's not a good time. Many people hungry, many people become poor, many people become afraid because of the oppression, oppressed by the enemies, the Midianites and the Amalekites. What happened? Because the people of Israel, they don't walk with the Spirit of God. You remember when they enter, when they enter into the promised land, Joshua led them and God said, I am the army, I am the Panglima Balatantara Perang. The commander of the army of the Lord will lead you to the promised land. There is a place for you to harvest twice a year. Full of milk, honey, retire. Everything you will, you will receive in the promised land. But soon they enter. They live in comfort zone. They start to remember the God of the Amori people, Baal. They want to see God. God who led them, God in the spirit, who led them to enter the promised land. They want to make God with their own hands. They make a statue. They make many. They make a, an altar, metzbah, to bring the, the sacrifice to the Baal, the God of the, of the Amorite people. And God let them become poor by the Midianites and Amalekites until they become poor and they cry to God. God chose someone. His name is Gideon. A young man. The same situation with all the families and all the clan and all the people of Israel. Now here, Judges number 6, 
chapter 6, verse 14, it says, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have. The strength you have. And save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? God told Gideon. If today God told you. The same thing. Verse 14. Am I not sending you? Go in the strength you have. And save your family. Save your community. Your friends. You have an opportunity. Many people are really waiting for you to come and speak blessing and pray for them and share the goodness of God. Rudy, one of our elders in the church, whose age is going to almost 80, he just shared with me after this preaching this morning, he said to me, Johan, I just share to someone, you know the person who owns this and that in Indonesia. He become very old. He is a successful man from the beginning of his young age. Never fail. <clears throat> Not, never decline, but incline, incline, incline until he owns so many companies in the holding company. His wife, Love Jesus. Go to church and pray. But he said, I am a successful man. Arudi shared with him. <clears throat> you know at your age, you have everything. But you know what happened after this? When you own, when you embrace the whole world, how will your life after, after this, after you die? With God, you are so blessed because your wife prays for you all the time. You never, you never <clears throat> recognize it. You never appreciate it. But remember, you are so blessed because there are people praying for you. And someone praying for him five years. And Parudi God used him to witness, to be a channel of blessing. And Parudi mentioned to him, will you not remember that this is God's hand in your life. After this, if you have everything, at any time you can, you can die for many, so many reasons. And he start to have the tears in his eyes. Truly, with his successful in the top, his heart is empty. And that time, when Parudi shared this one, this man, not automatically receiving Jesus, but through several months, suddenly he said, I want to be baptized. I want to follow Jesus. Someone pray. If God wants you to do something for your family, for your colleagues, you can reach your community, certain age, friends, people that you can reach. This is the time. The Holy Spirit will help us. Kideon, what is his reaction? What is his response after God visiting him and tell him, with your strength? And he start to react. And we can read from the first 15 of 
Judges chapter 6, it is very clear. He said, but Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, one of the tribe. And I am the least in my family. This is natural response. You and I sometimes also said that, oh Lord, how can I fulfill the vision of our church to reach out our community, to be a blessing impact for the nations? Lord, I'm the weakest. I'm too young. I don't have experience. I'm inexperienced in certain area of life. This is a big challenge. I, I if, the, if there's someone over me, this job, I cannot do that. To reach, to pray, to share, to witness for Jesus. I am not well trained. I don't know all the Bible. I don't remember. I don't memorize all the scripture. Lord, I'm the weakest. I'm still too young, inexperienced. That's what happened. But look, if we see now at the Judges chapter 8, verse 22, the Israelites said to Gideon, let's read together loudly, one, two, three, rule over us. Once again, rule over us, you, your son and your grandson, because you have saved us out of the hand of Midian. Wow. The first time his reaction is said, Lord, I am not able, I am not in the capacity. Today, maybe some of you will feel the same thing. Lord, I am not in the capacity to share Jesus to my friends. But I know some of them in the wilderness. Some of them live in the darkest life. Lord, am I? God said, I? Am I not sending you? The key is, Gideon obey to what God said. This is a process, a long process. But to make the story short, if I don't make the story short, I will preach until tonight. Amen? So, make the story short. Gideon obeyed to God. God said, remove all the altar of the Baal and the statue of the Ashitoret. This is what hinder you from the blessing of God and open the gates for the enemies to attack. If for example, if we have an idol in our life, whatever idol, you mention it. Your fame, fame, maybe wealth, maybe you think that you are uh, the most intelligent people. If this is the idol, if you worship idol, if you see people kwamia you, people uh, maybe uh, they, they, they give you something that you still hold, God said, remove it from your house. And Gideon obey. He remove all the 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 altar of Baal, and also the statue of Ashitoret from his house. And that God start to move. God start to do something in Gideon's life. So Gideon start to call all the men from many different tribes of Israel. They all gathered together in Gilead Mountain. But God said, oh Gideon, this is too many. Because if they won the fighting, they will say, this is us. Not God, because we are many and we are strong enough. 
to face the enemies. And God said, now Gideon tell them, who are afraid and tremble, let them go back. You know how many left the Gilead mountain? 22,000 left. How many still stay there? 10,000. If I can ask you, the total men who gathered at the beginning, how many of them? Come on, brothers and sisters. 22,000 left, 10,000 stay. How many in total? Come on. 32,000. Some of the Indonesian, easy to calculate thousands, millions. If I talk with the, the American people, they get confused. Millions, millions, they cannot calculate. But orang Indonesia gampang hitung ya, banyak-banyak. You can count so many millions. Doesn't matter. Your math just works. But for the Western people who count everything in dollars, one dollar, ten dollars, one million is so big, ten millions, hundred millions, one thousand millions. Ten thousand stay. And God said to Gideon, Gideon, still too many. Now, I will select the people, bring them to the water, It's hot, sunny days. And Gideon started to ask all the men to come to the water. I went to the Gideon Spring. The water still very fresh. And we pray over there, the Gideon Spring in Jerusalem and Israel. And you can see those people who kneel down and just drink the water like the dog drinks their tongues. And some of them will drink and take the water with their hands and their eyes watching. Suddenly, only 300 who take the water with their hands and watch the commander. God said, the 300 stay. 97% let them go back home. I just need a small group together with you, Kideon, with your strength to remove To fight with the Midianites. Hallelujah. Let's give a big hand to Jesus. With 300. Before Gideon start. Let's see. This is the key. Let's look at the book of Judges chapter 6 verse 34. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Can we read together? One, two, three. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet. And the abyss rites gathered behind him. So 300, when the Spirit of God came upon Gideon, I believe all the people, 300 army, be ready to go to war. What is their weapons? It's very funny. Because God said, I will fight for you. I will fight for Israel. That's why at the end, the people of Israel said, Gideon, because you saved us. You need the ruler. You need to be the ruler of our country, Israel. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God came upon. The Spirit of God anointed Gideon. And he asked people to divide it into three groups. The one group led by Gideon, he said, I will blow the shofar, the weapon is shofar, and this is the torch. Yeah, the torch. And he break up the vessel and the torch light up. And Gideon said, let us start to war. 
And he blew the trumpet and every group, 300 people, three groups, all blowing the shofar and light out the torch. And the enemies came, scattered. They killed one another with their sword. They ran away. And after that, Gideon and his army won the war, won the fighting. And 40 years, Israel was in peace. Give a big hands to Jesus. So the key here is the spirit of God upon someone's life. Let us stand up on our feet. If you are ready today, maybe some of you feel, I am not well educated enough. I am not prepared very well. From my parents, I don't have enough wealth. I am not enough spiritual and I don't know how to go for fighting with the devil. But God said, I will fight for you. This is a, maybe the struggle inside us. But God said, I will be with you. I will send my Holy Spirit the power that bring you to overcome sin. To overcome the enemies. To overcome the challenges. You will be sent to preach to share, to live, to witness for Jesus. How many of you today, you said that I need Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands together. Thank you. Most of you, lift up your hands. I don't want to invite you to come to the altar because it's not enough. But wherever you stand, where you stand, please think this is the altar. And when we remove all the idols, all the idols, the Spirit of God will come. The fire of God will come. And like Gideon, overcome, winning for the fighting with the Midianites, you also will be empowered to fight. Your enemies will run away from your life. Number one, just repent and say, Lord, I need you to cleanse. I need you to touch my spirit. Lift up your hands. Oh, Ya Rabbi, 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 Ya Rab